Welcome back to episode 194 of Your Best Year Starts Here. My name's Neil Martin. This is Mr. Nigel Risner. Oh, and this is the theme tune. So, Nigel, you heard the theme tune this time, right? I heard the theme tune. That's I was good. excited. I knew it was coming to an end. I wasn't having to dance along. <laughs> I thought maybe. And I checked my memory. I was checking my mute to make sure it all wasn't on. But I wanted to add something from last week, if you can remember, because I said next week I want to talk about quitting. Yep. And it's not that I want to quit from the podcast, but I want to talk about quitting when something's not working. Yep. Because there are lots of motivational speakers. And I have been guilty to this, and I'm sure you may have been, which says, you know, find your passion and just never give up. I mean, I don't know if you've ever used those words, but, you know, but it, we nearly ended up that, you know, if you find the thing you want, mm-hmm. don't quit. Mm-hmm. Well, I've got to tell you, sometimes you should. Just thought I'd share that. Yep. And there's a recognition between quitting versus not giving up and saying, this isn't working. I need to find my energy somewhere else. And it's about, does it feel right and is it a part to my mission and everything else? So I want everyone to understand, sometimes you need to quit your shit. Yep. Roger that. Yep, because 100%. 100%. We, and there are people out there persevering and going, we're going to try one more week, one more month. I'm sure there's an answer. Well, I'm afraid to say to some of you, there's not. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it's not right, but it might, it might not be right for you. So... I don't do it, and I don't know if you know this, Neil. I'm not very good technically, okay? Really? Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a shock to some people. And it's great when people say, you know, you should keep trying, persevering with this. Well, I've got to tell you, I've tried changing a plug, and I've tried changing a light bulb, but I've tried doing some of this stuff. And we we found a fan a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you remember. We had a bit of a heat wave. Uh-huh. And, I, and we had this fan, and I have no idea where it was, a like an air conditioning fan, which sometimes you need like a hose to go outside the house. Uh-huh. Because you've got that hot air going that way, and you've got cold air going this way. Uh-huh. Well, I could not get this hose thing to work. And then, of course, up comes this limiting belief, well, I must be stupid. You know, and there's, there's ingredients. There's, I don't even read, talk properly. There's instructions, and I'm looking at it, and it could be in in French or in Chinese. Do you remember that scene from Friends where Phoebe's trying to teach Joey French? Yep. And she goes, je, and he goes, je, je m'appelle, je m'appelle, je m'appelle Joey. So say, oh, uh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> that's what it looked like to me. I'm looking at this, and I'm getting myself more and more annoyed because something's not right in what I'm doing, and there's no connection to put the back of the hose in, and then I've got my wife screaming, and it's 80,000 degrees, and I go, I'm just, I, I'm, this is, just isn't working. And at some point, you have to acknowledge your strengths and your weaknesses. And we've said this before, if you work on your weaknesses, what you do is you get strong weaknesses. Yep. I've just had a, a girlfriend of my daughter's over here who is brilliant mechanically, computer-wise, she knows what a hammer is. You know, you just don't knock the back of the TV, apparently, when the television's not working. And she went, there's something missing here. You could never have done it. But I spent like an hour. Well, I knew after a minute this wasn't possible. And I wasted not an hour of my life and the sweat mm-hmm. where there are times where we are not the right person, there is someone better, our time could be spent elsewhere, or it's a shit idea. Mm-hmm. 
But the problem is we've got our brains into this motivational mode because some motivational speaker has said, never quit. You could do it. Well, you know what? I'm afraid to say you can't. I'm not going to be climbing Mount Everest at 60 years old. I'm not sure I was going to be able to climb it at 35 years old, but I'm not going to do it at 60. So if you're listening to a motivational tape and they say anything is possible, I'm afraid to shatter some of the illusion. <laughs> I don't think it is. Do you know what? It's not the lack of trying. It's because some things either aren't worth it, you could spend your time elsewhere, or you could find somebody to do the job. Yep. So, you know, I love doing the podcast, but it is 20 minutes to an hour of my time, or I could be spending time trying to fix this, or I can give it to someone else who can do a much better job, who'll be passionate about fixing the air conditioning unit. Because yep. uh, strangely enough, there are people who are passionate about those things who would never want to be speaking in public, on stage, or as a coach, doing a podcast. So if you ever you've been told, don't don't ever quit your job or don't do it, I'm, I'm afraid to say it's not true. Yep. So, so, so I think so, there so, are times... Well, no, I was just going to say, there, there are two things I want to add in there. One, there was a brilliant book called The Dip by Seth Godin. It's a short book, it, it, like it's super short, but it's all about when's the right time to quit because sometimes there absolutely is a right time to quit, you know? So that that's a book recommendation for everybody on that. But the other thing for me is you said about like motivational speakers and people that do the kind of thing we do, coaching, speaking, whatever. And that whole, you know, never give up, never give up. Never. The other one that gets me is raise your standards. If you raise your standards, you improve your life, right? What if your high standard is the thing that's stopping you doing anything? Yeah. What if you can never live up to your own expectation and you spend every single day pissed off? That is not the answer. So sometimes well, the answer is to, sometimes the answer is yeah sometimes the answer is to lower your stand a little bit so you can actually hit it then raise it yeah you know but well, but start by you know yeah you know I, I I we strive to do the best show we can do and I'm sure there are people out there who do a better job than we do but we do the best we can with the knowledge experience we've got yep and we try and lift our game and we try and do better content and we try and listen to the comments we get and we do get comments. Some not so always nice, more aimed at me because I was interrupting Neil. But Neil was so much better, not perfect. <laughs> but the concept is, if it's not working for you, is it that you're not the right person, the team not the right person, or the product? So I don't like after-dinner speaking. Mm -hmm. I can do it, but it's not my favourite thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm not very good at it. And it's my least favourite thing to do. Now... The least favorite means I, I still like doing it, but it's the, my least favorite yep. of all the list. If I had 20 favorite things, it would be my least favorite. If I had higher self-esteem, I would, as of right this second, and I'm now going to make a declaration, I'm never, ever going to do another after-dinner speech. I'm making a declaration. I'm not very good at it. I don't enjoy doing it. It's the wrong time of day. So I'm quitting, and you'll see it's not even on my website that I do it because – I don't really want to do it. But occasionally someone says, maybe it'd be nice if you did one. And I go, oh, okay, you have asked. Yep. But the problem is I need to quit in my brain that type of stuff and then say to one of my mates who's a great afternoon speaker, I'm going to give you this because you're much better at me. So the audience is getting a much better speaker. Yep. Uh, there's a guy, do you know Neil Malarkey? No. Okay, he does a he does a takeoff of motivational speakers, and he has a pseudonym, Elvorn Spencer, and he has like a lollipop on the side of his face as a mic, and he does like a whole he does a mixture of me and Tony Robbins, and it's okay. really funny. He did a speech at an event I was at during the day, 
And in the evening, it looked like he was taking the piss out of me. I knew about it because we'd had a chat before. And he was very, very funny. You know, he was doing all the motivational quips and quotes. But he's brilliant at that. Yep. I'm not. And I urge everyone who is listening to this today, look at some of the jobs you are doing. Give it away to other people. Quit doing stuff you are shit at. Mm-hmm. I was going to say the S word three times, so apologies. Yep. Quit doing stuff that you don't enjoy. I'm not saying you can't, you have to do anything you love doing all the time, but quit. Uh, listen, I'll, I'll change my tone. Only spend 15% of your time doing stuff you don't like doing. Mm-hmm. Unle- unle- it. Unless, unless you have to do it. Well, no, that is, that's because it's a must. So I must do my VAT because yep. it's something of my business. Yep. I still could give it to someone else, but I, I, in my mind, if I do it, I understand my business. Yep. But I don't enjoy spending time doing records and reconciliation, whatever. But I only spend about 50% of my time. If the, over 2023 I get that down to 10%, my life will be working better. And if by 2024 and 2025 I get it down to 5%, it's even better. So I'm making a public declaration. I'm no longer doing ever doing an afternoon speech. And over the next year, I'm going to go from 15% of stuff I don't enjoy doing down to 5%. Give me a declaration, Neil. Okay. Well, no. First thing I'm going to do is I'm going to challenge our listeners. I'm going to challenge our listeners to try and book you to do an after-dinner speech. Brilliant. Thank you so much indeed. (laughs) If you run events and you've never had Nigel as an after-dinner speaker, I want to see if he actually means it. So give him a call. Give him a call and try and book him. And let me see. It's really funny because even as you were saying it, there's a bit of my brain that says it might be fun. But I know deep down it's not, and I'm not the right person. So I'm now officially quitting as an after-dinner speaker. There you okay. go. See, I, the, the one for me is the after-lunch speaker. Oh, no, you the, see, I like the, that. The, the graveyard slot, right? I, I did one last week, and it, it was brilliant. I loved it. But I got introducers, you know, okay, this is what events we call a graveyard slot because we know you're all tired and you've all had lunch and none you really want to be in the room right now and whatever. And they said, well, the one person we're pretty confident is going to wake you back up. You know, and then they introduced me and whatever. And I actually walked on the stage and the first thing I said is, right, how awake is everybody then? And it was like crickets. Yeah. <laughs> so I spent about the first five minutes of my 45 minutes making sure everybody was awake and paying attention for their benefit as much as for mine, right? I'm, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, and I think that's the, I think that's one of the really important things with any any event. I mean, it's like when I've emceed events, you've been at events that I've emceed at. You know, it's, what's the energy in a room? And your job as a speaker is to manage the energy in the room. And I'll be honest, the after dinner thing, I, I've done a few. I don't enjoy it as much either. And part of the reason I don't enjoy it as much is there's nearly always several drunk people in the room. And I don't drink. And if I'm trying to do my job, I don't really want drunk people heckling me. It's not really my idea of fun, you know. Um, so as a result, it's not my favourite thing to do either. I, I will occasionally do it normally for charities. I don't normally do it for anything else. I do after, after dinner for charity, and that's about it. Um, yeah, but, I'm, but I'm now going even stronger. I'm not even willing to do it for a charity anymore. And, there's, and let me just share for everyone who's listening why I'm making that declaration. Because my fear is that I'll do an after dinner for a charity and you know, I'll donate the fee, but in the audience will be somebody who thinks, is he the right person for our corporate event? And if they watch me do after dinner, I'm at best a 7 out of 10. And I don't want to be judged on that Mm-hmm. Even if it's a charity, I'm now, I'll give some money to charity to stop me being the after dinner speaker and let someone else do it. It's a great job. So if you're going to do it, when you, and you, 
and, and you don't really want to be doing it, be aware of what your energy is going to be like. Yep. You know, if you're working from home and someone says, can you come in the office and you go through that massive fight and you don't really want to be there, be aware of what your energy is. I'm not saying you mustn't go into the office or you must work from home, but be aware when you don't enjoy stuff, and I've spoken about this before, which means I-N-J-O-Y, you're not enjoy. your energy will show, your results will show, people will hear the tone in your voice. So quit doing stuff you don't like doing. But there al- you go. But also find the way to make it bring you joy, right? And and a really good example of this, I saw something with, with this recent heat wave we've had, I saw something on that and it was about two or three people that were being interviewed that they've been working from home since COVID and now they're going into the office. You know Why? Air conditioning. Well, <laughs> There's no air conditioning at home, but they've got air conditioning in the car, they've got air conditioning in the office. So like, now's a good time to go back to the office because I'm going to be much happier working in an air-conditioned environment than I am a really hot spare bedroom, right? So, you know, from, from that point of view there's always a positive in everything if you look for it yeah and always that, a motivational speaker aren't you you well, have to go back to no it. but it also goes back to what we were talking about in terms of you know the moment that feels like it's the worst moment this was in the last episode i think or the one before you know the moment that feels like the worst moment can actually be the best moment you just don't always see it when you're in it and so i think in every moment of our lives there is always something to be grateful for. There is always something to be positive about, even if it's not obvious, even yeah, if it's no. even if it's not the first thing you see. So the first thing you see might be, oh God, why have they said that? Or oh, why has that person sent me that message at that time in the morning? Or, or, or whatever it is, right? But hey, you know, there's always, there's always a, a, an alternative spin to all of it is to, hey, at least I've got a message. At least that person's okay. Yeah, at least 100%. I'm okay and I could read it. You know, there's always a positive in all of it. And I'm not pretending I'm positive all the time. I'm not. I can rant and rave as much as the next person, right? But if I can pause long enough, there's all, there's always something good, you know? And so look for that something good. And uh, I tell you what, we'll challenge you. Try and book Nigel. <laughs> that's enough to do the speaker. That's the challenge. We'll no, see I'm you next agreeing. week. <laughs> I, mean, I can't do it. I can't, I can't do it.